Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast for episode 106, June 21st, 2020. I'm Jason, that's Neil. Hey, what's up? Uh, we're coming at you over the internet again. This should be the last time we have to do one of these, uh, fingers crossed. Um, next week we're going to be back in studio, and then after that we're actually going on a little vacation, which I think Neil mentioned in one of his videos. Heck yeah. So we'll have a bunch of interesting stuff. We 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 went down to our lake location when a couple days ago, and we scouted out a couple potential things to do, and uh, things are in motion. So we'll see what what happens, but could be yeah, kind of cool. We're trying to figure out where exactly we're going to film down there. So we're going to be sleeping in a camper or trailer. So we could film in there, which we probably will. But we'll also probably film a version, maybe not of this podcast or maybe something else. On an island down there, we're going to take his sea across with all the equipment, or most of the equipment, and try and film on there. We'll have to bring some chairs, too. I never thought of that. Yeah, we're going to... It's going to be multiple trips, I think. Because we were yeah. thinking, like... Because we, we don't want to really skimp on on the equipment. So we're like, how can we power these mixers and these microphones? And we're like, maybe my UPS will have enough juice in it to just take it over and plug everything in. So we don't know yet. We're going to try that. So yeah, if not, we we'll... do some testing. Yeah, we'll do some portable mics if that doesn't work, but... Uh, it could be something cool, anyways, just for people to see. Yeah, but next week we should be almost certainly be in the uh, actual, legitimately created studio in person at yep. at, uh, at your place next week. The reason the reason why we're not, I guess we can talk about that now, is we were going to have a special guest on. Our very first actual guest on the podcast was going to happen in this episode, but unfortunately, I had to go up to the hospital today, and my wife went to the ER. It wasn't anything serious, but she just had to go in for like a, a blood test or something, and. It took three and a half hours because that's how hospitals go up here. So we were, we weren't sure if we were going to be home in time to meet with a person that we scheduled to have this podcast with. So we just sent them a message and said, hey, let's reschedule for next week. They were totally cool with that. So we will jump into that conversation next week. So in terms of all of the Buffalo talk, there's so much to talk about with Buffalo right now. We're going to hold off for now, even though it's it's pretty much breaking news for this week. Um, our guest is from the Buffalo area and is very well versed with Buffalo Sabres and that organization. So we're going to hold all that conversation for next week and have them kind of give us a firsthand recount of what's going on back there. Exactly. I mean, we could have the conversation ourselves, but I think the it's better to save that conversation for that person joining us because it'll just make the conversation that much more valuable. So uh, we'll, we will talk about it, but uh, next weekend. So we still got lots of things to talk about. Um, we got hub city news we got covid news we got people news um there's a lot of different places we could go really from the start so where do you want to go neil it doesn't really matter to um, me um well let's uh, i read something this morning and i don't know if it's true but let's talk about some of the players and staff that's been uh, that have okay. tested positive for covid19 now it is official news that a couple of i think at least three tampa bay players have tested positive i believe some philadelphia flyers staff members have tested positive but the most recent thing I read this morning, and I can't find out if it's actually 100% confirmed or not, but Austin Matthews has yes, tested it, positive. it is confirmed. It is confirmed now? Okay. Okay. So I was listening to some some news sites talk about this or some internet radio stations because that's what I do. And it's it's kind of tricky because, and I, I am kind of on the fence about this now that I think about it. And I think you probably think a little bit different than me on this just based on past conversations, but... How do you how, how do you view this situation? So if a player tests positive, do you think it's the public's right to know they tested positive? Because on one hand, that player has privacy for their medical stuff. Like they're not people aren't supposed to release whether that person's anything that's wrong with them. Like they have a right to their medical privacy. 
The other hand is, well, this is COVID and we're trying to track it. And anyone that's come in contact with this person, it's good to know who has it and where they've been. So when when the reporters found out it was Austin Matthews that had it, they actually went to their lawyers to find out if they were allowed to release that information. And they talked to the team and I guess it was okay. But in terms of the actual organization themselves, they have not released that it is that player. But it is that player for sure. Um, hmm. And now that it is that player, all of the... Like Toronto Sun and the Leafs Lunch and all these like Toronto-based organizations are saying, "Whoa, Austin Matthews has it. Do we need to pause everything now?" Like it was fine when everyone else was getting, but now a star yeah. player has got it. <laughs> it's just it's just funny. Like, oh, we got to take a step back now because the star players got it, or our star players got it. I think that information being released, uh, I kind of see it like injuries. Uh, I think the player would prefer to have his own choice whether that information was released whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's a broken ankle or a concussion whatever but I think ultimately the decision comes to down to the team and the medical staff on the team whether they want to release that information or not we've got players leading up to the playoffs in a normal year that get injured and we don't even know what that injury is until four months later when the playoffs are over and they finally release the information so things are a little bit different with COVID-19 but I don't know. Do you, do you like it? Okay, say say this happens and the team decides not to release it, but a reporter finds out and then releases it. Do you like that, or do you think that player should be entitled to it, or do you think that's good news for the public to have? Like, see, there's a there was an interesting point that there was a I can't remember her name. I think her name was Andy or something like that. She was on one of the TSN radios, and she said, "Listen, if you're going to start a a, a business, a joint venture or whatever with gambling companies, which the NHL is doing." then the people who are spending that money have the right to know if this person's going to be out. Like, like I'm not going to bet a bunch of money right now on the Toronto Maple Leafs if there's a possibility that Austin Matthews may not be in that first set of games or whatever. That's so a really there's, good there's, point. There's that kind of point. I've never, ever thought of that kind of point of view before. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it, it, it reminds me of a question that I've gotten a lot recently. Are you going to do series preview videos or why haven't you done that yet? And this is the exact reason why I haven't done, done it yet because... We don't know what players are going to get it and what players aren't going to get it. We don't even know the final rosters yet. We don't even know what players could potentially decline to play entirely. We don't know what players have medical issues that may be forced to decline, like a Max Domi with uh, diabetes. I think he has, he has diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. Type whatever. Uh, type uh, 1, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, type I think 1 I think is type the one. one. Type 1 is the more serious one, I think. Yeah. So, I, I think... I think... I don't know if we have the right to know, but I think everyone wants to know. And she made a really good point, specifically with the people who are financially invested in the potential success of an individual player or a team. So it's 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 a fine line on what's right and what's wrong. I don't know if there's a right answer. Mm, which wouldn't have been a case, you know, if you go back even last year because they didn't have the uh, partnership with the gambling companies. But now that they do, that it just shows you like... It's more than just you see on the surface. There's a lot of things going into it because that could be a potentially a lot of money being thrown around in there. And and you, the people who are betting deserve to have the latest information to, you know, if they're going to be spending money, they have to know who's in, who's out. And, totally. you know, it's 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 weird. We're talking potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. So yeah. it's not like no, small, totally. small bets and stuff like collectively. It's so much money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, it is interesting that Austin Matthews got it because... He is a star player and it was 
I mean, you can't say it's not as serious when like third and fourth line players are just whoever gets it because, yeah. you know, eventually a star just somehow was going to get it. But it is interesting to see what has happened over the last few days because like places like Florida and Arizona, they're having the most COVID outbreaks they've had since this began. Mm. And that's where like, especially with Florida, that's where the NBA and the MLS plan on holding all of their playoffs. So right as they're gearing up to get into the first of July and start their playoffs, the outbreak is just going crazy. Like they're, they're fully open for business, which is what kind of made it attractive for those leagues to go, to go there because they were the only ones willing to accept them. But now they're potentially paying the price because, because everything's open and everything's crazy. And I think the more that this happens, the more you're going to have players sit back and say, Hey, wait a minute. Like, you know, let's just hold off a second. I'm not really sure if I want to take my family or take me into that. And if you read some of the articles online, there's been players speaking on honestly to reporters that can say, you know, anywhere is up from upwards of 40% of the players aren't happy with what's going on right now. So, yeah, I think it was a star player in the West that was interviewed. It was a star player in the that, West uh, and unnamed. Yeah. Yeah. They were very disappointed. And they said that there's a lot of players who just say cancel the season. Like we should not be playing right now. Yeah. And he was asking for a, a full vote. Like every single yeah. player gets a vote. And then you not just like, you know, the representatives, because, you know, the representatives from the teams they may just say you know we don't want to do this but you know we want to get paid we want to worry about this you know so let's just do it but you know if you take it to an individual player vote and you see what actually every single player is thinking it's not just those star players that want to go play that are going it's going to be everyone and it could be interesting i don't know how there's not a player vote even if they don't count it even if it doesn't mean anything legally still do a player vote it's I can't even imagine them not doing it. Like, how could they make a decision uh, on a broad level like that that doesn't really affect them? Like, the people making the decision, their health isn't really on the line. It's someone else's health. So not involving those players and those people individually in the vote, I think, is a mistake. Which is weird because that's sometimes how unions kind of go. Like, yes. Like, sometimes the union has an agenda where they want something to happen, and it's either... You can't, it's not everyone's voting on this. It's going to be like a regional vote or like you're going to, heads of your group will vote on your behalf or you have to come to this meeting. You have to talk and blah, blah, blah. They just, sometimes they make it hard for people to get their individual voice out. And sometimes an individual voice doesn't matter depending on, you know, what type of union you're in. But I mean, this is, if every single player gets a chance to vote, which I agree they should get, let you know, it it needs to happen. And And if you don't get enough, then you don't get enough, but I can't necessarily fault players that don't feel safe to go Absolutely. into one of these places where like just in the States, like it's just getting so bad and it's getting worse all the time. They're opening up. It's like I said, Arizona and Florida are having their worst number of cases per day ever. And this is a couple weeks away from getting going. And, and you know, like, like you said on the, on the top Tampa player, Tampa Bay players and coaches and staff getting it. So they shut down their camp right next door. The blue Jays shut down their training facility and then I think there was someone else, the the Buccaneers, or I can't remember who it was. Yep. Um, there was someone else. They shut down their camp. And now all of the MLB's training facilities, they're saying for spring training or whatever. It's not spring training, I guess, anymore. But you have to have it in your own, own home city now. So instead of all going to Arizona and Florida, that's done. You're back to your home. So it just, it just seems like when you get more and more and more of these kind of cases and, and you get star players getting it, um, I don't think things are as certain as they were. Like, I still think it's going to happen, but maybe not quite to the degree that I thought before. Like, it's just like, Ooh, yeah, maybe things aren't all working out. Like 
And there's still lots of details for them to work out with the league and the union. Like just because you set a date, you still have to fine tune all the details, which aren't worked out case in point hub cities. And from what I've been reading, you know, from the very beginning is Vegas is a lock and then they want to get one in Canada. But now it sounds like even American people are saying like, why are you going to Vegas now? Like go to British Columbia, go to Alberta. Like you have, you know, 82% more cases in the States in these areas you're looking at. Cause Vegas is the same way. Vegas is opening back up the, some of the casinos have been asked to, you know, have tourists in tourists are in. So it's not, it's not like Disney World where you're completely separate, but even Disney has sent out a thing saying we want to open back up and they're going to. So just this part of the park is going to be blocked off for the NBA players while the rest of it is open up to regular people. Whereas before when it was they were first talking about it, it was just the whole park's closed and we're bringing NBA players in. So they have lots of amenities and restaurants and stuff. And then you have to get into the whole conversation of, well, wait a minute, are the people who work at those restaurants going to be staying in the bubble? Are the people who are cleaning your rooms going to be staying in that bubble? Are the people, you know, all of the little things like the janitors, the garbage people, like everything, are they all staying in that bubble? Because if they aren't, they're still leaving and coming back. And no matter how much you quarantine the players, you're still putting them at risk if everyone's not in. And a lot of the staff are saying that they don't want to do that. And, you know, they're, they're generally speaking, those are pretty low paying jobs. So like, why would you, you know what I mean? Why would you want to put up with that? Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to work this job where I'm not really treated very well. And I have to stay away from my family at home for three months. Like, I don't know. That's a lot to ask. It's one thing when you're asking millionaires to get paid millions of dollars to go do that. It's another thing when you're just asking like regular Joes. Yeah. So, I think that's why the players individually have concerns because like you said, the the workers, the people bringing in the, bringing the garbage in and out, people making the food, are these people, you know, how safe are these people being? Some people don't even agree with trying or wearing a mask and they think COVID-19 is a, a big conspiracy theory. So if you have someone like that working one of those frontline jobs, making food or whatever, not caring about COVID-19 and just doing their job because they need the money, like there's risks there. So I understand individually the players having concerns. And as far as the cities, I, there are some good suggestions, but I don't think there are any perfect suggestions because even time, if you just break it down to time zone, if they do Vegas and if they do Vancouver, as those two hub cities, well, okay, well, that's what about the East Coast? Most of the population and hockey fans are on the East Coast. That's just the way that geography. That's just the way that the cities are aligned with, without, uh, are within Canada and the United States. Most of us are on the East Coast, or at least, you know, on the fifty percent on the right side. If you're not on the coast, so if you think about time zones, hypothetically, it starts on time. Everything's good. All the players are healthy, whatever. Then you have Vancouver and Vegas as the hub cities. And you have those early games. Say there's three games a day or four games a day. The first game is probably going to be at noon. Okay, is that noontime Pacific or is that noontime mm-hmm. Eastern? So having cities, the hub cities that west, a game that starts there at 8 p.m. or, or 9 p.m., well, that's 11 or 12 uh, Eastern time, which isn't unusual because there that's, you know, some teams play that late, uh, you know, that's just the way that it works. That's, that's time zones. But if you have Eastern teams, two Eastern teams playing against each other at midnight Pacific, all the fans on the East coast are going to have to stay up late. So that's going to affect viewership. There's all kinds of little things that go into making a decision on a hub city. And I'm glad that I'm not the person making that decision. No, I- Absolutely. Because again, this is something I heard on the radio yesterday. 
They were saying that if Toronto was picked, they would suspect if it was Toronto and Vegas, they sus- they would suspect that Toronto would play out of the Vegas rink. Yeah, because they don't they don't want they don't want a home team. So here's like I just don't understand because it if you were going to do two hub cities, it makes sense to have one conference in one and one conference in the other. That way they can just stay in those bubbles. Like if you split them half and half, then sure that works for the first round, but then you have to rejuggle everybody after that second round so if you don't want to have a team have their home city so if it's let's just say it is toronto which it kind of is starting to sound like it's not going to be toronto um yeah that's what i've heard too if, if you stuck toronto in vegas that means you're basically sticking all of the east coast teams in vegas and all of the west coast teams in toronto which means i don't know i don't know what that means like do, do they play at their regular scheduled times do they have multiple like Sportsnet has the rights in Canada to the games. Do you have West Coast games on one channel and East Coast games on the other channel? Or is it just one channel and you're just intermixing them? Because you're right. You you can't take the fan viewers at home out of their regular time zone. Like you can make the games earlier. I don't think you can make them late, later. Like you, You're not going to no. stay up to you know, 9, 10 o'clock to start watching an East Coast game. Because that's just not your regular time zone. But the biggest impact it will have, I think, is the players. Because if you have players from the East playing in a West Coast time slot and then they have to play at their regular times or whatever, that's they're going to be thrown off for a little while. So Totally. I think maybe the fairest choice would be Dallas because it's fairly centrally located. Dallas is having really bad COVID problems, though. They are. They are. I think, I think Dallas has been removed from the list of the 10 teams. I oh, don't really? Think they're, I think we got six now. It was from, I actually read an article today that said it was down to four, but I, I couldn't find another source on that. So the six were the three Canadian teams and then Vegas and then two more down in the States. So, but I'm at the opinion now, like I think last podcast we had with your dad on, I was, I was saying, you know, I kind of hope one team is, or one, one set of hub cities is in Canada and one's in the States. Um, I don't even care about that anymore because the more I think about it, and we even said on that podcast, it literally makes no difference. Like there's going to be a small economy boost for, you know, the housing of those players and whatever accommodations they make in the restaurants and stuff. But that is super insignificant compared to a normal year where you're having ticket sales and just general people in the city enjoying bars and stuff like that. So it really, to me, does not matter where it is. It just matters that the time schedules are kind of okay. Like, sure, give me early afternoon games that's fine. You know, it sucks that we got to work and maybe we'll miss some of those, but I'll take that over staying up super late. But it's just, like I said, it's weird for the players because their schedules are going to be thrown off. And, and the more you hear about it, it just, to me, like unbiased, a hundred percent unbiased. It makes way more sense to have both hub cities in Canada now. And I think it the does. players, I it think does. the players would feel more comfortable with that because like I said, from the, from the top, if you look at Orlando and you look at Florida and you look at Arizona, like you have two major leagues, like two of the of the big leagues in North America trying to go in there and do their playoffs. And and as a player, you're just looking at that saying, whoa, like these there's people everywhere getting it. There's players getting it. There's coaches getting it. And another comment I seen today was um, one of the players speaking. He said, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily worried about myself because, you know, the demographic of us players is, you know, we're young, fairly in shape people. So even if we get it chances are we won't even be have symptoms or we'll have mild symptoms. But some of the coaches and some of the coaching staff are old guys. So if they Absolutely. get it, it puts them at risk. So he said, I'm worried about 
the whole thing. And he said, I thought he said, that's just kind of like, he said, I, I hope Donald fair, who is the, the president of the union. And he said, I hope him and Gary in their conversations are taking everything into account, not just getting the games going because it's obviously about money. And you do have players saying, you know what, this is just too much. Let's throw it out. And then you have other players saying, you know, we don't have enough information and you have other players saying, you know, let's just buckle up and go and hopefully everything will work out. So I don't know. I don't know where we are right now. It, like we were supposed to have Hub City news last week. Like Gary said, in order to have things start on time, we have to have this done. Like we have to let our our media partners know, and we don't know. So I don't know if we're going to hear this week. Like you would think we'd have to hear this week because time is running out. There's so much planning that needs to go into this. We have to learn soon. Uh, Which is another fair comment that I believe that unnamed Western Conference player said was he thinks things are just moving too fast and. You know, if you if you're just a casual fan, you're sitting back, you're like, come on, let's go. But if you're like us right now and you're actually sitting down and thinking about all the little things that need to be figured out, there's so much work that needs to be done right now. And if things keep getting bad on the outside, like, yeah, people aren't bubbling right now, which which kind of explains why players are getting it, because they're not being told to isolate. So players are still allowed to go out. They're reporting to their to their teams, but it's still phase two. It's not it's not the forced bubble yet. So Yes, when that force bubble happens, it should get better, but it just shows like, I don't know, like, like I said, the staff going in and out, player temptations to leave at night to go, you know, have a drink at a bar or just yeah. to go out. Like, there's just so many things. And like, what happens if the playoffs were now and those three Tampa Bay players caught it and then it started spreading to their coaching staff? Like, they shut down their whole operation right now. Are you going to shut them down for the whole playoffs and then that, that round just ends? Like... Yeah, so what happens if this, say this is two months from now, and uh, a bunch of players from Montreal get COVID-19, does that mean that they're removed from the playoffs and Pittsburgh just gets a bye into the next round? Like, how does that work? Is that, like, you could argue that, other teams could argue, well, that's not fair. Pittsburgh didn't play any games. Like, that, like, this, no. Like, everyone should be able to be in the same position. So, uh, it's, it's risky. It's super risky. I think, I don't. I think it's going to get canceled at the last minute because yeah. a team or a player or something's going to happen too soon to the start date, even a delayed start date. I just don't. I just don't see this happening. I think it's all going to get canceled. I have. I Bill Daly was on and saying that, you know, if we get a case, we're going to remove that player and continue. Oh really? So at, so at what point is it too many players to be able to remove those players, and you have to do something? Well, how does that work? If you remove, say, four players of your team, get it. Do you have backup standby players to come in and replace? Well, you do players, because or? that's what they were saying was they have to have expanded rosters because you can't just call someone up on injuries. Like once you go into that bubble, that bubble is set. So you're taking all those people in with you. So yeah. once you go into the bubble, you have extra people and that's the extra people you have to work with. But if four players get it and they all share that locker room and all playing together, can you just remove them and no one else is affected? Because well, they, I mean, they're in the bubble. They're literally hanging out with each other all the time while they're in this bubble. If it was, if you had a bunch of forwards go out, or say you had, no, say you had a bunch of defensemen that go out and you you only have four defensemen left in your whole backup bubble and your, your, your whole backup roster and your team. Okay, realistically, you could take some forwards and put them back on defense. I think you'll probably have at least three goalies, maybe four in your entire roster of 30 or whatever it is. But what if, say there's three goalies, what if two of them 
get injured or get COVID-19 and you have one goalie left, <laughs> do you put a player as a goalie, as a backup goalie? You can't Debug. take a David Ayers, a Zamboni person and bring them in. That's not going to be possible. So I don't know. Just like like you said, there's so many different things to figure out. I just don't think there's enough time. Like it, even if we were planning for a year out, starting this in June of 2021 to finish the season, I don't even know if that's enough time to do this 100% effectively. So mm. I, I don't know. So according to uh, Pierre Lebron, TSN, ESPN, he's saying right now that Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver are all in for hub cities. And he thinks that both Edmonton and Vancouver are higher up than Toronto, which kind of makes sense because they have way less cases. It's a little more isolated. Toronto is like a big, big yeah. city with lots going on. Like the other cities are big too, obviously, but not quite the same level. So would you be okay with having those two cities being the two cities, totally. even though the time zones are weird? Because I don't know, because I'm pretty sure Calgary is a two hour difference from Eastern and British Columbia is three, right? So like yeah, four so. and three back from us, which is not normal for the rest of the world. Most people do not know what Atlantic, Atlantic time is, probably don't even <laughs> yeah. know that it exists. Like where Neil yeah. and I live, where Eastern time is, we're one hour ahead of that. So like Atlantic time. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird. I think even just from a travel standpoint, if you had Edmonton and Vancouver, uh, the, obviously they'd fly between the cities. I mean, when you go from the playing around after that's done to round number one, if a team or whoever had to travel from hub city to hub city, Edmonton to Vancouver is just a hop. So geographically, that makes sense. Um, I think I don't. I don't think Americans would be upset that there'd be two Canadian teams as the hub season. I don't, I don't think, it think matters. so. The only people that might be upset would be like the broadcast partners, maybe like NBC, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't like to me if they were both in the states. Like if all things were equal and the states was doing a way better job than Canada, I'd be like, go to the states. It makes more yeah. sense. Like less as chance. A Canadian, that, I wouldn't care. Yeah, like if there's if there's go to the place that gives you the best chance of not throwing the season out or the playoffs out. And another thing is if you go to Canada, like, you know, money is a problem. The dollar is so bad right now that all the money that the NHL has to spend to get this thing going, they get like 30 some cents on the dollar if they go to a Canadian city. So if you do that in one, you're saving good money. If you go to both, you're saving even more. And like I said, the cases are so much less that it's just it's just less chance that something's going to go wrong. And yeah, I don't know. Do you remember that? I think it was a beer commercial. It was a kind of a joke beer commercial where. There was an arena that was made uh, on the top of a in the Rocky Mountains or something. Oh, I did. And they took them out in a helicopter. Yeah, it was a Stanley Cup or something. I think they even brought the Stanley Cup there. How, it was like, a, how it was a, it, it was the it was the Molson Red yes, Fridge Molson. thing or something. Yeah. How I mean, that's a ridiculous commercial, but when you think about it, it's kind of an option. I mean, it's not, realistically it's not an option, but because of COVID nineteen, because of all this, imagining having all the players in the top of the Canadian Rockies on a, a made-up arena with mountains on all sides playing a game. That'd be now, epic. this would not happen, obviously, but you and I both don't really care for outdoor games, right? Correct. Like, generally speaking, just whatever. They're fine for the people that go to them, but for a TV product, it's not that great. Yeah, but, I, I would love to go to one someday. But Let's just say, it, in you know. theory, if it didn't cost them any money to do an outdoor game, okay. which it would, so this is why this would not happen. But say next year, it looks like we're going into January for the start of the next season if things go so let's just say they want to have a quote-unquote winter classic 
but you're still not allowed to have fans, which is another reason why this would not happen. They're not going to host an outdoor game if they can't have fans go to it. <laughs> right. But let's just say if they did, this is, like I said, totally hypothetical. If they could have that game where that was shot on top of those mountains, would that game interest you? Absolutely. A hundred Totally. So, number one, it wouldn't happen. Like I said, no fans, no money, ain't going to happen. Number two, helicopter and all those people up and building that rink up there ain't going to happen because oh. money. But number three... It would look so good. That would go down as one of the most incredible sporting events of all time. Oh, 100%. Like, think about other sports being able to do that. What 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 other sport could do something like that that would be that magical and that bold and that incredible? I don't think there's any other sport that you could you could do. No. You could, like, have, you could have a baseball game in outer space, but that end quickly. They've had like they've had like basketball games on aircraft carriers and stuff like that, which are pretty cool. Like good show yes, off of the military. Cool. But like this is like when you see those helicopter shots of this rank that's just in the middle of like all of these mountains going around, and it's still on a mountain itself. It's just like kind of in the middle of it. It's like yeah. very nice. But like it's not practical to have a whole team <laughs> and like buildings and facilities. Like it just wouldn't work. But it would look so good if they did. Yeah, I need to go find that commercial after this podcast. And yeah, if you me. haven't seen it, if you're like in the States, and which you probably haven't seen it if you are in the States, you should look it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. That was probably 10 years ago when I made that or something, 5, 10 years ago? Uh, probably Maybe 5. Long. I don't think it was 10. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know though. Like, I look back at stuff now and I'm like, wow, that was that long ago. So I wouldn't be yeah. surprised actually if it was 10. Yeah. So just to kind of bounce back a little bit, from my understanding, the potential American cities are Vegas, LA, Dallas, Chicago, Minneapolis. Pittsburgh and Columbus. So that's narrowed down to three. We just don't know what three those are officially, correct? Vegas is definitely one other, of them. Other, yeah, Vegas is one. The other I mean, two, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Dallas is off the list. I, I can't imagine Minneapolis is on the list still just because of everything that's going on there, regardless mm-hmm. of COVID-19. So I'm assuming that's been removed from the list, although it's kind of the perfect place for as far as time zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like I was saying today, like they said the list is down to four. But it was I couldn't source it. But if we, it'd be interesting to know if we could if we knew that if that was true or not because that would actually answer a lot of questions because we'd assume it's the three Canadian and Vegas and then make a decision, which is probably yes. what it's down to right now anyway. Like I, I'm assuming it's going to be the three Canadian Vegas and like I, I don't know if they need to save face with NBC because another big reason to have this season going is there's a big um, TV contract coming up in the states and they want to Absolutely. cash in on that. So if they throw this season out, where does the value of that contract go? Like, where's the guarantee that the next season is going to be a full season and go off without a hitch? Like, nothing will ever be the same, ever. Mm-hmm. There are going to be so many contract changes and clause changes, and whether it's with TV or players' contracts or staff contracts, like, there's so much to change. There's so much to do. There's, this is a nightmare. Like, really. there's going to be all these contracts are all going to have force majeure clauses in them, which is like act of God, like unpredictable events, like it's like a COVID pandemic. Basically yeah. something unforeseen that we have to, you know, scramble to find out what's covered, what's not. It's just going to be, it's going to be in the writing now. Like if this happens, totally. you don't get paid for this. If this happens, whatever. But I don't know. We're, there's we're, a, we're a long ways off still. I think like time is running out. Like we need, we're, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from training camp supposed to be starting. And yeah. there's still a lot of, I don't know. There's still a lot of cases getting worse. There's, there's star players getting it. There's staff getting it. Like, I don't know. Like, do you know what else we're pretty far from? What's that? The release of the Seattle team name. Yes. We were supposed because to know in February. February. And now they're saying this fall at the earliest. 
Okay, we already is, talked about this. We did. Who is the marketing person in Seattle? There well, is I, I, nothing going on right now. This is the time. I know the reason, though. They oh. actually do have a legitimate reason. Uh, actually, a couple of reasons, but the, one of the main reasons is trademark. Apparently, there's some trademark issues going Sockeyes? on. Sockeyes? Well, they said that, that their organization will never be tone deaf, and they don't want to release a name or, or only consider one name uh, and just kind of go with it. They're, they have multiple options on the table, and they're getting trademarks for all those options and then deciding which one to go with. So they've already created logos, jerseys, and a bunch of other stuff for every single option. I don't know how many options they have. I think they have like four or five options based on the news out there. But they're running into issues trademarking some of the options. So That seems kind I of weird to me. It is weird. I, th- I think they have a preference, but they don't well, want to rush it, I guess. Why so. wouldn't you just pick your preference? Like, Why wouldn't you have your marketing team, have your owner, have your whatever, say, this is the name we like the best. You logo it, you color it, and then you see if you can trademark it. And if I think you can't, that's what you get something else. But if you can, release it. And if you can't trademark it, do the same thing for the next one. And then once you actually have a trademark and something you like, put it out there. I think they had a decision made and they were trying to get it trademarked. And it was, it was, there was something bogging it down. They couldn't get it finalized. And that's when they decided to consider other options and trademark those as well. But they don't want to go with another one when their favorite one is still kind of in limbo. So I think they're waiting on that trademark to go through. And once that does, the, all the other ones kind of just go off to the side and they're going to go with their initial choice. But we're just kind of waiting for the trademark issue to be solved. So do you have an opinion on what they're waiting for? If it's not the Kraken. <laughs> yes, yeah, I am of the Kraken. I am of the Kraken too. <laughs> However, I think it's going to be Sockeyes. I think the trademark is with that name or with something to do with that name. So, Will you be really surprised if it's something completely out of left field that we haven't heard yet? Because I like will. The, like the bingo dabbers or just like like green or leaves. made up word or like green, green leaves? leaves or ocean turtles like something just random like <laughs> heck yeah like 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 golden knights like golden knights like i don't know like something like that like not because there's been mm. a lot of really good names suggested like we've seen tons of them online and i'm just asking if will you be surprised if it's not one of those or are you expecting it to be something we've already heard so like sockeyes cracking you know pigeons <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the uh names that I, I saw going around was uh black fins and i'm wondering if that was one of their top choices and because of everything that's going on in the states right now with racism mm-hmm. i'm wondering if they're kind of stepping back and thinking about okay hold on let's review all these names to make sure that there's nothing no hidden meaning to any of this stuff mm-hmm. that may let's future proof this name basically so I think maybe the racism part has something to do with the delaying of the name as well, because there's just a lot. There's, just, there's a lot going on in the United States, whether it's COVID nineteen related, racism, riots, whatever. So I understand their hesitation to release it, but how badly does the does the hockey community and even sports world just need that name to be released so we can either there's hate just, it or love it? There's nothing going on right now. Like I said, if if they have the like, I would think that if they had the opportunity to release it, they would because there's there's no reason to hold on to it. Like it's, it's good PR for your, yeah. for your club right now. while there's nothing going on. And like, if you think Vegas would have got the name, the owner wanted, like he originally wanted black Knights. Do you think that would now be 
under review. Oh, I don't know. We have the Black Hawks, so true. I I don't know what's going to happen with that team. The name Blackhawks and their logo does not offend me, but I can understand how it would, it would offend someone else. I don't think the name should be changed. I don't think the logo should be changed. I'm not going to be upset if it does get changed. Mm-hmm. So with a team like the Black Knights, I mean, you could make the same argument, uh, but I don't know. I think I can see an issue more with Blackhawks based on what it's, Mm-hmm. you know what it means what, what it represents black knights that's not racist to me at all that is like that but i can understand how someone would try and make a fit about it and try and get it changed so i don't know it's i i fear that the blackhawks name and logo will be a conversation or topic ongoing for the next couple of years which it has changes been. or not yeah which it already has been even before all this mm-hmm. stuff happens so i don't know I don't know what you could rename it to that wouldn't be offensive because you want to pay homage to that or homage to the, you know, what that represents, the Native Americans. So I don't know if you could name it anything that would that wouldn't be offensive Mm -hmm. to someone. Like I said, like you said, glad we're not the ones having to make those decisions because no matter what they do, they're not going to win everyone. Just people are not going to be happy no matter what. And you just got to try to pick the group that's less the, the smallest group that's offended and go with them. That's the Justin Trudeau method. Yeah. <laughs> Appeal to the masses. Yeah. All right. So what you got next? Okay. This, this is a weird thing to talk about. It's kind of ridiculous that I'm even talking about it, but it's because there's nothing else to talk about. Okay. So just bear with me. It's about Matt Murray. I don't even know if you know this or not. Okay. You don't. You sent me notes about Matt Murray and I, I wanted to hear it from you. So hit me with okay. it. Okay. So Matt Murray has Instagram, okay? He has unfollowed the Pittsburgh Penguins on Instagram and some of the players on the team. Really? <laughs> and people are saying, oh, he's gone. He's going. He knows he's getting traded or he wants out. He's done in Pittsburgh. This is a ridiculous thing to talk about, okay? Because it could mean nothing, but it could actually mean something. I don't know, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Should we take this serious? Okay, first of all, how how intense are you to follow an account <laughs> And keep checking to see if he's still following everybody or not. I know. Right? Or how do I you know. how do you notice that he's not following someone anymore? I don't know. He just loyal fans, man. Loyal fans. Like no, that's that's more than loyal. That's like intense obsessive. loyal. Yeah, yeah, obsessive is definitely the right word. Um, I don't know. Steven Stamkos liked a Toronto Maple Leafs tweet one time. People said he was going to go to Toronto. So, oh jeez, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It is kind of weird, though. I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would do that. I know it is. It is slightly suspicious. I don't want to fall into the zone of conspiracy theory or saying something's going to happen because of that. But it, it is slightly suspicious. One thing that it could be, maybe I don't know. I don't follow the Tampa account or the Tampa account. Jeez. When I follow the Boston account, every time there's a penalty or a goal or a shot or whatever, they put it out on Twitter. So it's just like. While there's a Boston game going on, your feed gets spammed by that account. Maybe yeah. he just doesn't want his team spamming his account anymore. <laughs> well, on Instagram, you can hide people from your feed. So why wouldn't so, he do that then? I don't know. So that can't be the reason. I don't know. Mm, we got something going on here, I think. Yeah, I didn't look into it. I didn't, I didn't go to his account and see who he actually follows. Maybe he's... That would be highly suspicious if, if he was following a different NHL team. If he just started following things. a different team. Yes, if he just started following, uh, I don't know. Do you think there's a possibility that he does not want to play and 
he's doing that kind of like as a silent totally. protest saying, you know, the owners are pushing for us to go. I'm not down with it. Unfollow. There you go. There's my absolutely protest. That would be out of all the things that it could be. I think that's the highest thing it could be is he's just someone who's not interested in playing or he's not comfortable with where the situation is right now to be able to support it. And he wants either more clarification or more information or stuff like that. You know, it's obviously just speculation. I don't know what his intentions are, but yeah, that I would have to think it's COVID related or return to play related. And he has a disagreement with either the union rep representing his team, which would be most of his teammates or his, his kind of ownership group. I don't know. That'd be my guess. I don't think it'd be trade related. It could mean absolutely nothing. And we are just idiots or I'm an idiot because I brought it up. Well, like, but there's nothing to talk about. Obviously, there's Buffalo stuff to talk about. But like we said at the beginning, we're saving that conversation for next week with our special guest. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I got nothing else, man. Okay, I got something. And we do have something big to talk about that we has do? escaped you. Yes. Oh. And I don't know how to approach it because it's an intense topic. Oh, yes. Okay. I didn't write it down because I knew that you wanted to talk about it. And yes. I don't even know the full story. So I, I would... I've been hiding in the dark a little bit on the topic because I knew that you wanted to talk about it. So educate me. It's, it's, I don't know if we should be talking about it. And I said that to you at the beginning. Um, This is like an intense story with like very mature themes and very intense crap. And depending on our market or our demographics of who listens to this, I don't know if it's appropriate to be talking about this with them or I don't know if it's something they're interested in or it's obviously a huge problem and it's something that needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed. And I guess you only do that by shining a light on it. But, you know, every every time you go to read something about it or watch something on it, you get the. It's, it's yeah. like prefaced by saying, you know, disturbing content warning. And I don't know if that's appropriate to, to talk about on a podcast. So I don't know. I don't know if we should go into everything and, and, and talk about it or if we should just give kind of a, a PG version of what's going on or like I, I, I don't know what level we should be tackling this on. And I like I don't know what people um, that are listening want. I don't know what we want. I think maybe we could keep it PG and leave the invitation of people who are who want to know more specific information to go find it online. But I think it's it is important that we say not all of the information has been released yet. There are still things that obviously we don't know. There are stories out there that have not been told yet that will be told eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely important to talk about. So we can do the PG version. Okay, so if you, after you're done listening to this podcast, people, if you want, if you haven't heard of this, like if, like I think a lot of people in Canada and the United States have heard about it, probably, especially a lot of people in Canada since it is, it affects the Canadian Hockey League yep. and like the junior leagues. But if you are from the States or if you're from Europe or wherever you're from and you haven't heard this, um, go on the Hockey News website, hockeynews.com. And it was just posted three days ago, June 18th. Um, it was by Ken Campbell. And it just talks about an explosive, shocking allegations against junior hockey. Um, And I guess we'll get into it a little bit. So um, a lawsuit was filed in Toronto on Thursday, which is when this article came out. It's against the Canadian Hockey League, the Western League, the Ontario League, and the Quebec Major Junior League. Um, Daniel Carcillo and Garrett Taylor are the ones that are kind of spearheading this. Um, And the, the allegations in this, like none of this has been proven true, but it... It just, you know, if you talk to people who know and you listen to radio people who talk to people who know, this is stuff that's been going on for a long time and people have just turned a blind eye to it. Yeah, it's been backed or it's up just, by Or it's just been players. accepted. And, and it basically concerns hazing. It's talking about yeah, extreme hazing if, if we're going PG. So yeah, like 
it's like sexual. Yeah. So animal. we're talking about players who are 15 to 17 years old. Um, they're victims of hazing, bullying, um, physical and verbal assaults, um, sexual harassment, sexual assault, stuff like that. So yeah, like, I don't know when I played competitive hockey, there was a little bit of stuff, but it was like super minor. Like you have to expect it. There's a, there's definitely a line of acceptable hazing and that's just, it's part of the initiation and it doesn't have to be egregious or hardcore or like at the level that this stuff is. It could be as simple as, I don't know, you know, when a rookie comes on to play in the NHL and they invite him to stay, skate on the ice first mm-hmm. and he goes on the ice and they all don't follow him and they just yes. let him do the like, like harmless stuff, like harmless hazing yeah. kind of like that. Or like That's if acceptable. someone gets traded to your team, it's on him to pay for the first team meal or something like that. Like totally. That's like just, all fun and game stuff. Okay. So I don't like, I don't know how to go at this because it is hard to talk about in order to say what happened. I have to say what happened. So maybe, maybe I will say some stuff and just not get into like really detailed stuff. So, um, like like some examples of what's being alleged in this document is they were telling people to self pleasure themselves in front of their teammates. I guess that's a PG way of putting it. Yeah. Um, they had to like drink other people's spit and piss and other things that come out of other places you shouldn't be doing. Um, there's even bad. talk about stuff with animals like what it's weird it's very strange i don't understand i don't I'm understand stick it. It, sticking like, brooms up people's you know what's like 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 if you go <laughs> onto this hockey news article there is like paragraph 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 of different things that have been alleged and the worst part about it well it's not really the worst part because the stuff is the worst part but you have coaches coming into the room seeing it laughing and then leaving and you have and you have players over the years which is what are is in this lawsuit saying that they reported it to the coach and to the team representatives and to the people in charge and nothing was ever done because Mm. it's just considered part of what happens i i just don't i just don't understand how that that is acceptable hazing like take someone's skates take the laces out or tie the laces together or something like that so they can't get it apart like that why does it need to escalate to the level where we're drinking another person's body fluids? Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, you know what? I'm. I think I'm going to read some of this stuff because we're already kind of there, and we're near our end of our podcast. Like, this will probably be the last thing we talk about. So, right. if you're not interested in following or hearing about this, or if this is a little bit too much for you, then now may be the good time to pause, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> And but, if you are one of those people, thank you for listening. Absolutely. This point. But, you know, I think I think in order to address a problem, you have to know what the problem is. You can't be, I don't know what, what the word is, like just naive, like just, oh, what's well, normal or or it's not affecting me or I don't need to know about that or like. Yeah, it's, it's good to stay informed. It's kind of like what's happening in the to... States right now with the protests is you have to you have to address it. It has to be addressed. So um, here are some of the things that are in the in the allegations or in the claim. So it says during showers, rookies were required to sit in the middle of the shower room naked while older players urinated, spat saliva and chewing tobacco on them. And then it says at least once coaches walked into the shower while this was occurring, laughed and walked out. So you got a player sitting there naked being forced to sit there naked and people are pissing on them. Basically 
That's just like, and it's just like why? Not, like not, that's, not only is that not acceptable, it's just weird. Yeah, it's like <laughs> super weird. And it says rookies were repetitively hit on their bare butt with a sawed-off goalie stick, developing large welts and open sores. Injuries were so bad they couldn't sit down even while attending local high school classes. They advised Dang. team staff of the abuse, which did not stop. It says on road trips, rookies would be stripped naked and sent to the bus bathroom eight at a time, like in a bus. Eight people shoved into the bathroom. And the older players would tape the boys' clothes in the ball, which were thrown into the bathroom. The boys were not allowed out until they came out dressed, which could take hours. And then older players would pour saliva, um, chew, and urine on them through the bathroom vents in front of coaches and trainers. Like, again, that's disgusting. Why? Like, what? And these are minors. Like, yeah, like 15 to 17 situations. Yeah. Like, this this isn't adults. These are minors. Uh, rookies had to bob for apples in a cooler filled with older players' urine, saliva, and other bodily fluids. Like, that's like, disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, older players would put rookies in a laundry bin on wheels four at a time. They would run the laundry bin into the wall as fast as they could go. Players suffered injuries, including being knocked unconscious. It was called the rookie rocket. Like, why are you trying to hurt your teammates? <laughs> then why did. That sounds like an episode of Jackass. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be doing that to people who you're trying to win a championship with that are your teammates. Why would you want to injure your own teammates? Uh, Older players would organize orgies at house parties. Rookies were required to take part in sexual acts while all of the other players watched and took part. Like, 15 to (laughs) 17-year-olds. I don't understand, but... Okay. Uh, the head coach walked in on a naked rookie taped to the table with his buttocks in the air. Other players were whipping him with a belt. The head coach took part, whipped the child, and laughed when the boy cried. Dang. Like These are the people who are responsible for these kids. Because that's what they and are. These, they are kids. Like I said at the beginning, we don't even know all the stories. There's going to be more. Like, how would you feel if this was your kid? I'd be livid. I, I'd, I'd whoop, I'd whoop uh-huh. ass. Yeah. Um... And it says the head coach, assistant coach, and league officials all knew of these abuses. Uh, it says an informal investigation took place by the OHL and CHL agents, but no findings were released. Abusers were not punished, and no steps were taken to address the abuse. And what year racist, was that? Um, it doesn't say. It says racist, sexist, homophobic slurs were repeatedly directed at rookie players and were used on a daily basis. Um, part of this lawsuit is from 2008 to 2009. Um, I wonder if there's any NHL current players involved in this, whether they are the rookie or they are the older player. I don't know. Or maybe they're the players that maybe they could have been players that could have been, could have been, you know, great, but they, they backed out because screw this. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they told their parents and their parents pulled them out. Um, One of the coach examples is during the team practice, the head coach took a player aside and demanded that he fight other 16 or 17 year old players in order to increase his intensity level. This took place numerous times and he was concussed during one fight at practice and the other team members suffered injuries such as or injuries during such fights. Was he fighting so, his own teammate? Yeah. He told him to fight his teammate to get his intensity level and they would literally fight each other and cause concussions and other injuries. <laughs> These are your teammates. These are your players as the coach. <laughs> it's like, we need more intensity. You go fight that guy. No, don't, don't just like play fight. Like I want you to be mad fight. That's a, that is that is intense, but uh, not the right way to go about it, I don't think. Uh, it says, one time a coach provided the team credit card to one of the older players 
for them to buy alcohol for the team rookie party, these 16 and 17 year old rookies were required to dress up in women's clothing and were forced to consume large amounts of alcohol to the point of blacking out and vomiting. That's what the coach wanted them to do. <laughs> I need like, names. Like why? We need names. Cause that's, this is ridiculous. Obviously it's a lawsuit. So legally maybe it can't be mentioned yet, but well, I think there are some names in it, but I'm going to stop there. Like, I think you get the point. And yeah. this is, this has been going on for who knows how long, according to people who know people who are in like, if you listen to like radio shows, you, you know, they have friends that, you know, are part of scrums that go, or not just scrums, but colleagues like reporters that go into, you know, the rooms for after games and before games, you know, those people aren't dumb. They know what's going on. Yeah. So totally. if you talk to them, they say, you know, if you're in the industry, this news while shocking isn't surprising, which is really <laughs> that bad. That says a lot. Like, it's really bad. Like. How like could you, this have gone this long without it not being made public? I don't know. It's, it's I guess, fear, it's, which is understandable. Do, do you think but, this is something that just affects the Canadian Hockey League? Or do you think, like, NCAA no. football and, you know... Do you think no, this, this is, is like I a... I don't think this is hockey-related. This is, this is sports-related, I think. It's a culture thing. So, do you think anything's going to change? Do you think enough... Because now that Daniel yes. Carcillo and a couple other people are spearheading this, and it's got it's out in the limelight like never before. Because I've certainly never heard of anything like this. Like, like sure, I would think like NCAA football and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, you watch a couple of football movies and you kind of like, yeah, they like to party and they do kind of stupid stuff. But this is like, yeah, this no, is this... extreme and this is real. This isn't like, oh, this could be something that happens. This is this is actually what's happening in Can- in in Canada in Canadian teams for like I said, fifteen to seventeen year olds. I think it'll still happen, but probably not to this degree. And if it does happen to this degree, it'll get mentioned. Like it's, it's gone too far. It's, it's this, this has to be the moment where things change. So good on them for bringing in, shining a light on it, bringing it to our, everyone's attention because we need to get this, uh, we need to get this settled, investigated and, uh, mm. just needs to stop. Like the onus has to be on the coach. Like, Hey man, yeah. if you see something, you have to stop and report it. Stop yeah. it and report it. Especially not, because they're not minors. contribute to it or not yeah. create it. Like you imagine well, walking I'm... into a room and there's a one of your players is laying there butt ass naked with his ass way up in the air and you just go over and grab the belt and do your own little whip on him, have a chuckle, and then walk back out and let them keep at it. Like what what? That's creepy. I read this story it's... and I couldn't believe it when it came out. Like I, I think I seen it an hour after it came out because I actually was on Twitter, which I never am. And it was posted yeah. an hour ago. And then I sent it into our Discord. Like, look at this crap. Like, I just couldn't believe it. So, anyway, I wanted to bring it up on the pod. I just didn't know how. Maybe we went too far. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. You guys can let us know in the comments on YouTube. I think regardless, it's important to talk about whether you agree with our opinions, whether you weren't aware of the story and you're disappointed that you heard it because of the graphic nature of it. It's important to talk about because this stuff matters and this stuff needs to change, whether it's this with hockey and the hazing or whether it's with racism and the riots and everything like that. It's good to have conversations about this stuff, regardless of your opinion. Just the fact that we're talking about this stuff is going to force change for the better. Yeah, one of, one of the 31 Thoughts podcast, when they were talking about the riots, I think the title of the episode was we still have a lot of uncomfortable conversations to go. Like that's what, that's what this is. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable conversation, but it, I agree with you. It is something that you have to have whether you want to or not. Cool. Well, that kind of wraps up this podcast. I think, I, I think so too. Um, I'm a little disappointed. We couldn't have our Buffalo talk cause I was actually looking forward to that because I have a lot of things to say about that. And I'm sure our guest does too, that we oh. will have next week. 
Yeah. And then after next week's podcast, like I said, we are going on vacation and we are going to do all kinds of stuff. I don't know if that's going to mean a bonus podcast throughout the week. Like, I don't know if we're doing having a yak. We're just going to have to play by ear when we're down there. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about it more in, in next week's podcast, but I am looking forward to it. I suspect we'll do a lot of filming, but not a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. So anything we do film during that week will probably not come out to the following week. During that week that I that we are at the lake, I'm going to pre-record videos and have them scheduled to release each day. Mm-hmm. So although I will be on vacation and I won't be physically here to film in this room like I normally do, uh, the content won't stop on the productions channel. That'll continue. There'll be a video every single day. And yeah, I guess the podcast that we film next weekend will come out that day. And anything we do film during the week, I guess, could come out the following Sunday. So there shouldn't be any gaps. There should be more content eventually, just not right away. And this should be, like I said, I think I said off the start of this, this should be the last time we do one of these type of videos. Like we should be in the studio next week and then we're on vacation. So who knows where we'll be for that video or that podcast. We could be on an island. We could be in a trailer. Like we were sitting in two chairs with like a window behind us. It looked really dumb. So I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to figure that out. Um, We we lights there. We have to see if, if we go outside, if there's too much wind noise, if there's too much, we were down at the beach one night and these frogs were just croaking and it was just like, oh, it was the most was unbelievable. unbelievable thing ever. It's just like, there was one in the water, like in the lake and then one in like a pond to the right and they were just going at it. Like who can scream the loudest and longest? And if they were doing that the yeah. whole time we were talking, then ain't nobody get time to listen to that. So yeah, we'll, we'll play it all by ear, but for this and one, mosquitoes. I think, and mosquitoes, we gotta, we gotta find something for that. So yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for watching, listening. Uh, really 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 appreciate it we are we're on youtube here for our video viewers and we're also audio only we we like to appreciate their audio only listeners on itunes and and google so if you're an audio only listener uh we love you thanks for watching thanks for listening we appreciate it hope you can subscribe to our youtube channel leave us a review on itunes we'll see you next week with our special guest adios